Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Kaya Green. You are listening to Five Things with Kaya Green. Just so you know, as this show goes on, there will be some visuals. I will do my best to describe them as they happen. But there will be some things that you can only see on the YouTube channel. So check it out. Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Things, the show where we take brilliant, funny people and we ask them five things about whatever the hell I want, because it's my show and someone put me in charge for some reason. So, um, uh, I'm your host, Kaya Green. Uh, here at Five Things, we like to stay on theme and always do things in fives. So before I introduce our first guest, let's start with what I'm choosing to call the warm-up five. Dun, 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 little theme song. Okay, so number one, little info about this show. So this show appears in both video and just audio form. So where there are visuals, I, your host, will do uh, my best to describe them. For instance, right now you are looking at my face. I'm a small, uh, short-haired, androgynous-looking person with round glasses. Uh, picture a dapper-looking hobbit. Number two. Uh, in this week's news, America had an election. Or did they? Remains to be seen. Number three. Fun fact of the week. Did you know that in your lifetime, you will produce enough saliva to fill two swimming pools? That's a fact. Number four. Stuff you should know. Uh, this is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat. You should learn about all of these nations. They're incredibly important. Uh, for instance, the great law of Haudenosaunee Confederacy is credited as being a contributing influence on the American Constitution. Did you know that? Perhaps we should just let them have their land back. And number five, this show is brought to you by Bad Dog Theater, which brings you unscripted content right here on their channel all week long. Incredible. So make sure to like and subscribe and visit baddogtheater.com slash five things to not only keep up with all the cool stuff we're doing, but also to donate because we run on your donations. So feeling generous, even if you're feeling just like, pretty good, go toss some money their way because they're entertaining you. And what's more important than that? Medicine, right. But like, uh, it's still really important. Anyway, uh, so now that we're all warmed up, uh, it's time to talk to today's guest, who I'm very excited about because he's an absolute sweetheart and so talented, it'll blow your mind. He is a legendary comedian in front of and behind the tech booth. Catch that. He has been a member of the Skechersons, a lead technical designer at Second City, and an actor whom you can catch in many things, including shows like Bit Players and Murdoch Mysteries. Come on. Uh, he also wanted me to mention that bios dress him out. Please welcome Mark Andrada. Hi. Hey, buddy. How's it going? How are you? How's oh, it going? 
I'm pretty good, you know? I mean, life is a crazy ride, but uh, this day, in this moment, I'm quite good. Good. That's good. Bios really do stress. Bios stress me out. Anytime somebody asks me for a bio, I've got one pre-written that I just sort of send away. I've got two of them, actually. I've got a long one and a short one. Mm. And then I immediately go change whatever you want. It, they just, <laughs> it's just, it's so stressful. I feel like there's no middle ground. I'm either, ah, oh, why are you doing this to me? So okay, uh, for those Connor of you right listening, now, yeah, yeah, Connor is, is bringing up Mark's bio. It's very upsetting on the screen to have a look at this. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's one of two things. I'm either putting, saying too much or I'm not saying enough. You know, yeah. like it's that. I'm like either it feels like I'm bragging or it feels like I'm shrinking into myself and not saying enough good things. Yes, I, I, I understand that. And I also feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, I always feel compelled to try and make a joke at my own expense because I yes. put comedian in my bio and feel like I need to say something funny, but then it always ends up feeling really awkward. Yes, yeah, same. I remember being, when I was a teenager and the first time I went to Second City, I can't remember who it was. It might've been Nick John who had his bio said, or maybe it was Albert Howe, who his bio said, the last line was, and his favorite consonant is W. And I thought that was so, like, that was the last thing in his bio. I thought that was perfect. And I've been striving for that ever since. I agree. I feel like those, those little uh, minutiae are what makes a bio ah, perfect. Yeah. Um, well, now that we've covered the important stuff, let's move on to the good things. <laughs> um, okay. Question number one. I should have checked. Are you ready, Mark? I'm ready. Question number one. All right. So. You're well known for many things. One of them in this community is being not only a very, very good comedian, but also uh, incredibly funny behind a tech booth. You somehow manage to make the audience laugh just using like tech sounds, lights, you know, those things. Um, so I wanted to start with what do you think tech adds to a comedy show? And like, do you have any like ideas, philosophies, uh, like techniques that you use to try and like augment what's happening on stage? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've thought a lot about this, actually. I, I thought a lot about my own sort of place in all of that. When I was a little kid, I my mom loves telling a story about how she took me to go see... Um, she took me to, to a lot of theater when I was little. And one of the first things she took me to was Babes in Toyland, which is... If you've seen the movie, it makes no sense. I <laughs> but, have heard, yeah. Yeah, it, but it's a, a wonderful musical. Uh, <laughs> And apparently I spent most of the time sitting in my seat, looking up at the lights. Uh, and I remember doing that every time I went to go see a concert. I went to go see Anne Marie at the Ontario Place Forum, as well as oh. the Commodores at the, uh, I'm really dating myself by saying the Commodores. <laughs> um, but uh, I would spend most of the time sort of staring at the lights or looking. My dream job when I was little was follow spot operator. That's what I wanted to do. My birthday present when I was a little kid, uh, I think it was maybe nine or 10, was a strobe light. So I've always been sort of like into that. But I've also always, uh, like I would set up the lights and then I would go and stand in front of them. So <laughs> I would, then I would create these shows that I had already designed. And I would wow. like use like a hard hat. I have all these lamps set up in my bedroom, like with like a hard hat for like a yellow one and then like a blue, uh, you know, like... <laughs> consumers distributing bag on top of another lamp to be like, oh, that's a blue light. And I just had all these different things. And of course, my strobe light. Uh, wow. So I've been thinking about that kind of stuff, I guess, just like since I was a little kid, like that's what I liked. So I think that like the same as comedy and the same as 
like for example, like standups or improvisers that you use your life experience in how you present yourself on stage and the things that you find funny. I think that I just always kind of found that stuff interesting and funny. So it ended up coming out this way as I got older. Damn. What that, an impressive backstory. Is that, is that, does that even come close to answering your question? Not really, yeah, I mean, just a that, tangent. No, no, I feel like that's fantastic. Like, I, I don't think that is like, what a unique uh, sort of <laughs> thing to love as a child and like to be able to bring that into your current artistic practice. Are you like, is, are there particular things you love doing in the tech booth that just like make you laugh and make you really delighted? Like I know, for instance, whenever I come on stage, you always want to play S Club 7. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do sort of start cataloging different theme songs for people. <laughs> so yeah, as, as <laughs> there was one standup I remember, and I played, I think you can't stop the beat from uh, uh, Hairspray. And he didn't like, like that, I don't think. And he said, oh, sure, the redhead comes on stage and you play clown music. And let me tell you, to this day, every time he comes on stage, I play, <laughs> I play uh, ent- Entrance of the Gladiators, which is the, the actual clown song, you know? Oh, my God. Or I'll play like Sanford and Son. <laughs> so I was like, yo, you want clown music? I'll give you clown music. So I, he, should, he should know better. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, I'm not sure that he realizes that I do it. It, it. That's part of the reason I'm not saying his name so that he doesn't realize that I've been doing this to him for maybe a decade. <laughs> yeah, that brings me to one last follow up on this subject, which is how do you feel about the fact that like, not everybody as somebody who's done some improv tech before, not most of the time, most people won't get your joke. But sometimes that like one or two people, you land it. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. And, <laughs> I mean, when I was when I was little, my two favorite, I mean, still to this day, two of my top favorite comedians of all time are uh, Andy Kaufman and S- Steve Martin. So uh, I think both of those people are people that if you didn't get their jokes, they were probably fine with that. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense, actually, now that you phrase it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. Okay, well, well, for now, we'll move on to number two. Okay. Um, which is moving into that comedy uh, segment. You've been doing comedy for quite a while. How long has it been? Oh, geez. Um, let's see. Professionally, I guess I yeah. was hired for, I was in the musical at Second City, and that was in 1998. Amazing. So that would have been my first sort of like, I did a bit of stand up here and there when I was younger, and then I stopped. But yeah, I guess 1998 would have been like when I got hired at Second City as a performer. Nice. And you've done yeah. all sorts of things. Like you were in the Skechersons way back. Um, yeah. I mean, I was in the booth in the Skechersons. Like that was uh, Gary, who uh, was one of the co-creators of the Skechersons. Uh, he asked me to join. And I'd always, I've always been in the booth with the Skechersons. Um, yeah. Part of the fun for me was I would go and see their rehearsals at, I'd show up at about 11 a.m. noon. And I'd watch a bunch of their sketches and they would rehearse upstairs of the poor Alex. And then I would go downstairs and do a brand new full lighting hang uh, every Sunday. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I learned to, I learned pretty quick to keep the wash the same if I, if I didn't need those lights for something. Right. So you weren't like refocusing every time. Yeah. I wasn't doing the wash every time, but I was hanging new specials every time. So if there was a, a sketch on Mars I would uh, gel a bunch of lights red and cut gobos to look like the Mars landscape. 
because uh, I mean, the poor Alex was right in the uh, in the annex, so there were all these convenience stores nearby. And um, gobos, for people who don't know, are basically pie plates that I would cut, and then you could stick them into uh, lights, and it would shine the pattern out. So I would like cut a jail cell or cut up like a, a breakup pattern if they were in the forest to make it look like uh, the sun was coming through the leaves of the trees, kind of thing. Man, there's no underestimating, though, how much that can add to a show, especially one that's been written in just a week, which is what the Skechersons are for those that do not know. They put on a show, a new show every week. Yeah. And back then, there were a few people working on set and costume, too. So I remember I wasn't part of the Skechersons yet, but I went to go see them. And there was a mermaid sketch where they had somebody in a full mermaid costume. And one of the cast members, they had built a cardboard boat on stage. And he was wearing, you know, like a yellow slicker and a fisherman hat and was rowing this boat with these cardboard rows. Oh, my God. Cardboard oars. <laughs> anyway, I mean, what? What am I? This, is this a sketch show? What am I looking at? And they would do that every week. So, yeah, that I absolutely. When Gary was like, hey, do you want to join and maybe do lights for this? And I was like, yes, that is exactly what I like. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, because um, I've been sort of hiding the fact that I could like do lights and Set, like I had any tech stuff, I was hiding that for a while because in high school, in my co-op placement, the director of the show that I was doing said to me, so you can do tech? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, never let anybody know. <laughs> I was like, really? He said, you'll never perform again. And I was like, well, darn, okay. <laughs> Have you found that to be true? Yep. yep. <laughs> There's, I All mean, right. it's not completely true, but there is absolutely truth in that. Yeah. yeah, I think that if I hadn't sort of established myself for myself uh, at the beginning as more of a performer than anything else, I mean, certainly, I think there were a ton of people who don't know that I was ever a performer. Like I meet young stand-ups or young improvisers or whatever, and it's like, I don't think they ever knew that I performed. Why would they? How could they? Right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, I guess a lot of people want to perform, fewer people want to do tech. So if you're willing to do it, yeah. you're going to get pigeonholed. It's also seen as some sort of like, and I, I've always resented this, but it's also, I think a lot of performers see it as sort of a lesser than, mm. like you couldn't perform, therefore you do this. Uh, and I certainly know some technicians that have come from performing and quit teching because they felt they were being talked down to by a lot of people. Uh, and I thought that was a shame because some yeah. of them are really good at it. But. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's a team effort, man. I, if if you're if you're a performer watching this, treat your techs well because they will take care of you. Yeah. Uh, and it it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And if you don't, we might turn your mic down. <laughs> or give you clown music every time you come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a harmless joke. I'm not really trying to give that guy. Yeah. No. No. Time. I know. Of course. You're just uh, you're just doing bits, and we all yeah. love a bit. I'm a little mischievous. I can admit it. <laughs> Um, okay, speaking of bits, um, on this subject, uh, number two is actually, this was going to be the follow-up question, but then that was so interesting. Um, what is, you've been doing comedy and watching comedy for such a long time. What is the hardest you have ever laughed while you are uh, in a theater? Corky and the Juice Pigs. Um, oh, you're going to need to explain that, I think. Yeah, yeah Corky and the Juice <laughs> Pigs were this comedy trio in Toronto. Um, Sean Cullen, for people who know that name. Uh, he, uh, was one third of Corky and the Juice Pigs. They had a bunch of performances on Mad TV. That was just after they broke up though. And they got back together to do Mad TV. 
Dang. Um, they live. I've never laughed that hard in my entire life. I, I, without any, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, I fell off my chair laughing. Uh, <laughs> Cause they would go on these riffs and these rants while they were like, one would be playing, like Phil would be playing guitar. And then they would just go off on these tangents. They had this one song called Suzanne, which was a, a Suzanne Vega parody. Um, they also had one called uh, Remember, which was an REM parody. Both of those songs would live would last 20 minutes <laughs> and they were, they would just get funnier and funnier. And I fell off my chair laughing at Suzanne one time and I started like begging them off. Like I was just, I was in the second row, like waving, like, please stop. I'm going, I'm not breathing. I'm going to die. I thought I was going <laughs> to die. And I looked, I finally was catching my breath and I looked around and realized that I was not the only one who fell off his chair. Oh my God. Are you like, serious? Yeah. People were literally falling off their chairs laughing. Like I, literally rolling in the aisles. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Without no exact, I mean, I can't begin to describe to you. I I've never laughed so hard and I've always, I occasionally have mentioned it to Sean. Um, if they would do a reunion, uh, and he doesn't seem that keen on it, to be honest. Uh, I'm not certain of the story of why they broke up, but it, yeah, they're not, I guess it's not going to happen. I've always wanted it to happen though. I think they're, I think they're all very funny guys. And if they're all tens, somehow you put these three tens together and they equal 50, you know? Wow. It's, it's insane. But it's not great math, but it is great comedy. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I mean, right? Like they're greater than the, some of their parts. Yeah. That's and their always parts are so impressive. Working. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so rare when that happens. Yeah. They had broken up and I saw them. They played, I think it was like an anniversary show at the Rivoli for the alt.comedy lounge. And Sean Cullen was hosting and he kept teasing this mystery, special mystery guest. And I mean, we all knew it was going to be corking the juice pigs. And sure enough, when it was time at the end for them to come out, they came out, Phil plugged in, Greg, who's the other member, showed up in the middle. They did the tightest 10 minutes I've ever seen in my life. Just like they were not a second more than 10 minutes. They did not oh. look like they wanted to be there, but it was the funniest 10. And Phil unplugged his guitar even before the technician could unmute his, his guitar. Oh. Unplugged, gone out the back door. I went around to say hi to Phil. He was gone. Greg was gone. And Sean was just left on stage like, well, uh, that's the end of the show, I guess. Uh, good night, everyone. Wow. Yeah. So They funny. know what they came for. Yeah. They came in, made people laugh and left. Just Damn. ruined the room and left. Damn. Yeah. What, what a wild, what a wild MO. Corking the juice pigs, man. You can see, you, if you look them up on Google, you can find, like on YouTube, you can find some of their old performances from the Ralph Ben Murky show uh, and uh, some of their Mad TV performances. But believe me when I tell you that those performances are funny, but they're nothing as, as funny as they were live. All right. You're all going to have to check that out. That's your homework. Do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, question number three, uh, which is... Uh, yeah, thing three. I need to keep up with that that motif. Anyway, um, what creators, comedians, novelists, musicians, artists, anybody who's making stuff right now, jugglers, I don't care. Uh, who's blowing your mind these days? Who's blowing my mind these days? Hmm, great. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. I'm super impressed with everything Bad Dog's doing, to be honest. Uh, I find everything that Bad Dog is doing on... 
uh, your YouTube channel to be super inspiring. Uh, I think like I've seen Ayaka's show a bunch and I just think Ayaka is so funny to me. Like she's so Ayaka's funny. a goddamn genius. Like she's so brilliant yeah. and so funny. And the I am a toast thing makes me laugh. And I just, I think Ayaka's like Ayaka can do no wrong. Uh, yes. For yes. those of you who don't know, um, Ayaka is an incredible comedian, uh, has been part of the Skechersons as well. Uh, she's also a musical director, but is a like very impressive uh, writer and performer in her own right. Uh, and you should definitely check out Ayaka's Kitchen and donate to BadDogTheater.com uh, so that we can keep shows like that running. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and uh, the Titas? Tita jokes? Oh, yes. I mean... I can't tell you. I saw their Fringe show three times during that run at the Fringe. Uh, and I cried every time. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I, how do I even describe the feeling that, I mean, it feels so weird to say that I was proud, but I mean, I was so proud. And like, I mean, I grew up, I grew up Filipino at a, at a time when like Filipinos were hiding that they were Filipino, <laughs> you know, like. And it, it, I mean, I got made fun of in, in class for the stuff that I, like the lunches that I brought to school. Ugh. And I mean, there was just, I mean, to see my culture and my family celebrated on stage in a sold out room <laughs> who are, everybody's going nuts for this. Everybody's laughing. Everybody gets these jokes. I mean, I took my parents to see it and they were just overjoyed, uh, they wanted merch. I bought them all merch. Like, I mean, so now at our Christmas parties, a bunch of titas are wearing tita power shirts. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, what? Oh my I, God. That's I, powerful. Yeah. It, it's so, I just couldn't be more uh, happy about it. I just love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah. And then there are, there are a bunch of uh, standups in town that I really like. Uh, Nick Reynoldson, I like a lot. Chris Robinson, I like a lot. Um, oh geez, Keith Pedro. <laughs> I've known Keith Pedro for so long. Keith Pedro makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, there's so many. I'm sure that I'm missing a, a ton, but there's a, there's a bunch of people that are, I think that are just, just killing it. That's awesome. Seeing a lot of love for, uh, Tita, the Tita collective in the comments, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, they're a collective of Filipino, uh, Filipina in this case, or Filipinex. Uh, artists who uh, do comedy and uh, all sorts of other things. And uh, you should absolutely check them out. They're incredible. Um, awesome. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Question number four, which is mm -hmm. going to be uh, thing number four, our random question, uh, which is a new thing I decided to do uh, today. <laughs> I love that noise. That noise tickles me so much. I'll never get tired of that thing. Honestly, it's it's never going to get less fun. <laughs> I think, I, just, I don't know, as a tech, do you use that noise a lot? Because I know I did. I, I, I sometimes, it depends on the situation, but I love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> it reminds me of, of being on the cruise ship and like in the crew bar, the DJ would always just, I mean, he'd hit it so much. Like, like there's like, you hit it for sure. And, but he just like hammer, hammer, hammer. The whole time I was in crew bar, it was just wall-to-wall -wall air horns and gunshots. Oh, man. He sounds drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, question number four, our random question. Uh, 
If you were given a magical treasure chest that could summon one item from anywhere in time and space, uh, like a, a box of those items, or even just a single one, what would be in that treasure chest when you opened it? Oh, no. See, this is not good, because there's a better answer, I know. But my impulse knee-jerk answer is a case of Orbitz drinks, and I don't want to actually, I don't want that to be what I say. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I yes. don't want to actually have Orbitz drinks, because I didn't even like them that much at the time, but right. I think about them a lot, Yeah, because they and this were is so like weird. Yeah, and this is like being recorded. So like, you do you want to go on record as like that being your thing? Because God knows somebody's going to buy it for you for years after this. Oh, if, if you can find an Orbit drink, it, I mean, because they were, yeah. I mean, if if you could see a picture of them, they you would shake them and then these little balls would just sort of, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Connor Lowe is looking up Orbit drinks right now for everybody to see. And there is a single bottle for $50 Canadian. That's outrageous. Wait, $50? That's outrageous. Well, I know what I'm doing. So I don't need to wish for it because that's it already exists. That's $50, wild. yeah. That's what it looks like. Unreal. I, but I can't think of anything else, so maybe I'm just going to say Orbitz drinks. Maybe that's what I say. That feels terrible. That feels like a really terrible thing to, to want, but I can't think of anything better. Uh-oh, Kaya's gone. I'm on this by myself. <laughs> You can probably tell this from the audio, but my internet disconnected for a hot second, so that's what's happening now. That's terrifying. I guess I should think of something else that I um I want to have. Uh oh, Shauna says Shauna in the chat says that uh, uh she loves orbits. That was her favorite drink when she was five. Yeah, same. And RJ City is saying that Paul Rubens, uh, better known as Pee Wee Herman, has twelve cases of orbits unopened. He wanted to build a wall out of them, but never got around to it. I mean, of course, Paul Rubens has 12 cases of orbits. I Wow, this is so much information, and I am so excited to know it. I, 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 love, I love RJ's relationship with Paul Rubens, that he knows that about I love Paul. RJ's relationship with, like, every actor RJ knows. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean... Yes, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah. For those of you who don't know RJ City, he's a wonderful wrestler and also the most encyclopedic knowledge of old Hollywood I have ever met in my life. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, there it is. We're bringing up uh, uh, David Arquette now. RJ City also tag teamed with uh, David Arquette. I believe they broke up, got into a fight, and then maybe got back together. RJ, you can speak to this better that than I can. That sounds about right. But... RJ, you're just going to have to come on the show one day. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so you would you would go with orbits this is your final answer i left the room and came back to give you time to think about it i don't know but i mean you know what you know what I, if if there is no like if, if the box can be anything i pull out of it i think i would pull out of it a 1989 ontario place oh my god uh with the children's village and the um the uh, uh, wilderness adventure oh, ride attached. Can we talk about like, that wilderness like adventure it. ride for a hot second? Because I loved oh, that yes. thing when I was a kid. Me too. I love a dark ride and I love a flume ride and you put them together. Yes, please. Um, so for those of you who uh, didn't have the benefit of growing up in Ontario and getting to go to Ontario place, uh, there is a log ride that was in there that was like a wilderness like What's what's the best way to describe this, Mark? Like a frontier kind of style ride? Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I think Wilderness Adventure Ride. I think they named it what Kinda it was. Kind of nails it. Yeah. <laughs> so it would like go around in this little forest with all of these like pretty, they were creepy when, when I was on it. I don't know if they were in better shape earlier, but they were very creepy no. animatronics that would like saw yeah. logs and like uh, mine. Yeah. They were always bad. They were, they were, they, they, it opened terrible. Like, <laughs> and then it was just down. They were left out in the weather. Animatronics can't be out in the nope. rain. That's not nope. good. Anybody who knows about Splash Mountain in Disney World knows that there are constantly like upgrades on that place because the the water, the moisture in there gets into the animatronics and it's bad news. Of course. Bears. So these yeah. things were like <laughs> so it was bad. things from nightmares and I loved it. Yes. I found I'm going to send you this picture. I found like after long after it'd been abandoned, they did an art uh, installation in there. This may be a few years ago now. And there was a, one of the silos on Ontario place was left open. And in there were a bunch of the dead animatronic bodies no. just all lined up. And it was, the door was open and I took a bunch of pictures. <laughs> I didn't dare step in, but I took pictures. Uh, equal parts terrifying and thrilling. Yes. Oh, that's uh, yeah. incredible. I will say I have since yeah. walked through the abandoned area and you can see like the the flume and stuff that's been left to the the elements. Yes, and they filled in a bunch of the track, so you can just walk the track. Yeah, it's yeah. really neat. Would recommend checking yeah. it out, but also feel free to look it up. It's a weird weird Ontario thing. Yeah, it's also on my Instagram. I took a bunch of pictures. Nice. If you scroll back on my Instagram, man. There's a whole photo series. Do it. it. What what is your Instagram while I while I have you on that topic? It's Mark M Andrada. Got to go check it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And last but not least, thing number five, you love Disneyland, correct? I do. Nice. That All is right. correct. Yes. You've been there a number, a number of times. What's your favorite thing about Disneyland? And in the less apocalyptic future, when people can go to places, what is uh, what are the like top things that you should not miss if you go to Disneyland? Okay, so are we talking about Disneyland or Disney World? You know, World? as soon as I said it out so, loud, I realized I really should have clarified that. So, dealer's choice. Okay. Well, because you said Disneyland, I'm going to go with Disneyland. Um, Cars Land is unreal. Really? Uh, and that's at Cal California Adventure. Yeah. And I'm not one for the Cars movies Who at is? all. Like, they're fine. Yeah. I mean, there are people. They made three I of guess. them. They made three Kids. of them. So, I mean, people like them. Yeah. But... That Cars Land ride is Radiator Springs is unreal. It's beautiful. It's one of the few rides that I'm like, it's a double ride. You have to ride it in the daytime and then you have to ride it at Damn. night because it's stunning. It's like the, it's beautiful in the day. And then at nighttime, it's so like, it's lit so perfectly. Uh, like imagine if somebody designed the Grand Canyon, you know? Like instead of like, instead of just the world making the Grand Canyon, somebody was like, great, we got the Grand Canyon. You know what? Let's plus this. Let's let's bump the colors here. Let's mute these tones, and we'll light it the way we want. <laughs> like that's oh what it is. Oh my god! And then you race through it on a car. That's wild. So I mean, it's great. It's super great. Um, and the new Star Wars area, which is called Galaxy's Edge, which is both in Florida and um, and in California, the Rise of the Resistance ride is. I mean, it's mind blowing. It's just, it's just mind blowing. Like there's no, there's no other way to put it. It puts you in a practical environment. 
I don't care for Star Wars. Star Wars is fine. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate Star <laughs> trying Wars. Trying to avoid the trolls. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get into it with anybody. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it's just, it's like the Harry Potter land when they first opened that at Universal right. Studios. Is like, I'm, Harry Potter is fine for me. Like it's, it's fine. I've seen all the movies. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. But the land, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the, the new Hagrid's coaster I cackled like a witch the entire oh time God. I was on that crying, laughing, and just, just you're on a motorcycle and it's just going and going and you see lucky, which is, if you don't know the three headed sort of Doberman looking beast, it's unreal. Anyway. So I would say cars land, you got to get a reds apple freeze in cars land, which is a apple slushy topped with a, I think a, like a marshmallow foam. And there's like a pomegranate, uh, not pomegranate, uh, passion fruit. Maybe I can't remember the, the swirl of syrup that's in it. It's, it's a good time. Breakfast of champions. I oh, would say. Okay. Breakfast is what you should go for there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. You can't have that much sugar before you go to bed. <laughs> that is, that is morning sugar for Start sure. Start the day with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you have one at lunch for a little bump to carry you through. Then you're good. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. What, what yeah. is it that you love so much about Disney, Disneyland or world? All the things that I like are there. Like all like, so everything I was saying earlier about how, you know, uh, like I love like a lighting design. I love, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I like the, the lighting, the, the way they set everything up, the storytelling yeah. with environments. I love a diorama. That's the word I was missing. I love a diorama. I love it. And this is basically a diorama, yeah. right? Like you're just allowed into this diorama that also lives and breathes and moves. Around. Oh my God. Uh, that, so yes, I love all of that. Uh, and I think I got there at just the right time. I think I was maybe nine or 10 the first time I went to Disneyland and I was the right age to just be like shocked. And like, I went on, everybody talks about, um, Haunted Mansion and I love Haunted Mansion, but I just so happened to ride Pirates of the Caribbean Mm -hmm. first. And so that's the one that imprinted. Like, that's the one that I was like, this is, this is insane. Like, that's a pirate ship. That's a full-size pirate ship. full-size pirate ship. I remember that one, too. Yeah. Like... And then Haunted Mansion afterwards. One, also two, punch. great. Those are the two that I also remembered really well when I... Because I went to Disneyland when I was, like, six. So I don't remember very much. But those two I remember really well. So much so that when Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie, came out, I remembered the uh, skeleton drinking the wine and the wine going down his ribs. And they have that yes. in the movie. And when I saw it in the movie, I was like, that's from the ride! <laughs> have you seen the ride footage of the uh pirates of the caribbean ride in uh shanghai uh, oh yes i have because for those of you who are uh like fascinated by this subject i recommend checking out a doc- documentary called imagineering if you haven't seen it mark would yes. recommend it as well but i yes. assume you have yeah yeah yeah, yeah so good. i've seen it from that yeah there there's ride through footage on um on youtube you can find and it's just bananas <laughs> Like it's just, it's just bananas. What happens? Yeah, what they're doing with projections and stuff now is just like yeah, and it's a great, it's a great um a a transition between because there was a time when it was just a little too much projection for my taste. Like it was everything was projection, and now they're mixing it with practical environments to you know to sort of plus the practical environments. I love it. That's so cool. Definitely recommend you check that out if you have a chance. Um, I believe that's all the time we have for today. I feel like we could talk about this forever. 
<laughs> but uh, Mark, where where would people find you if they if they want to check you out and the stuff that you do? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at Mark M. Andrada. I also have a couple of podcasts. One of them is called We Like Theme Parks, where it's myself and Chris Bond, who was uh, the creator of co-creator of Evil Dead the Musical, and Miriam Kenley, who is a uh, Disney bounder and all-around awesome person. Uh, the three of us talk about theme park news. Uh, oh, there it is. It's on the screen if uh, anybody can see it. Anyway, yeah, uh, we like theme parks. Uh, and I also co-host uh, Sunday Night's Main Event, which is a wrestling-themed uh, radio show and podcast. Uh, we talk about the current wrestling product. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Incredible. I think those are, those are the sort of the main things, I, I think. I want to check out that podcast. You, my <laughs> My Instagram is, is you can find everything there on my Instagram for sure. Nice. Awesome. Well, man, I'm, I'm going to go check out that podcast because I want to hear more of your opinions on Disney. Yeah, we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of silly make ups and we sort of talk about the news and, and stuff. I'm very excited about the Princess and the Frog ride coming. That's, uh, it's a real, that's something to look forward Are to. Are there for fun sure. rumors about it? Yeah, they're, they're sort of gutting Splash Mountain and they're turning it into Princess no and the way, Frog. No way, really? Yeah, and people are like freaking out about it. But I, I'm, I'm, uh, I love change. I'm all yeah. about it. Like in California, they took down, uh, they gutted Tower of Terror and put in the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission yeah. Breakout. And I am not afraid to say that I think it's a better ride. Oh, hot takes. Yeah, yeah. So, and there are some people that I think still hang on to the past, but most people I knew when they were taking down that Tower of Terror in California were very upset. They were like, how could you do this? A classic yeah. ride. And uh, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think that Florida is the classic ride if you want to talk Tower of Terror. And because that's the original right. one. And that one has an extra sort of like ride element to it where you drive through the building before you shoot up and cool. down. So if you change that one, I can see people being upset. Even then, though, I'd say change it. Just change it. The one in Japan is the best one of all. Uh, but Mission Breakout is great. And I think it's... And I, everybody who wrote it who was uh, complaining about it before it, it opened, like, loves it. So... There you go. Maybe just maybe just let Splash Mountain go away. If you really want to ride it, go to Japan. Yeah. They'll still have they'll still have trust it. Trust the experts. They know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like an imagine like these imagineers are gonna just make something worse. <laughs> Get out of here. What are you talking about? Uh well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. You are absolutely the best. Uh thank you for uh, giving us all of your knowledge on tech and funny stuff and rides. Oh. Thanks, thanks for having me. What a nice time. Um, and thank you so much to our tech, Connor. Uh, Connor Lowe, who has been doing an excellent uh, excellent job bringing up all these visuals. Um, and of course, the people who make this possible, Coco Galore, uh, the head of Bad Dog, uh, Bad Dog Theater itself, and the Sonar Network uh, that will be hosting this podcast as well. Uh, so make sure you subscribe and follow and donate to www.baddogtheater.com. Slash five things. I'm not used to saying websites in long form. Who does that? You just let anyway. Um, so we can keep bringing you this delightful nonsense. Uh, I'm your host, Kaya Green. And please join us next week. We'll be doing this uh, for the next several weeks for our, our first season. So make sure you subscribe and check us out at this time, this place next Thursday. Have a great night. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.